Hello and welcome to the Divorce to Bliss podcast. Here you will learn all things related to healing from divorce, mind, body, and spirit, so you can create a beautiful new life filled with happiness. I'm Rachel Ruby, author of Divorce to Bliss, divorce coach, speaker, and attorney, and I'm so glad you found me here. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today we are going to be talking about co-parenting and how we facilitate healing in doing so. Most people think of co-parenting as the legal part of a divorce, and it is, but it also has a powerful impact on healing, not only for the children, but for the parents as well. My guest today is Shay Drafts, and she is the managing editor of Custody Exchange, and they provide an online tool to make life easier for divorced and separated parents by helping them to create a parenting plan, track their custody agreement and schedule, and manage expenses and more. So welcome, Shay, to the podcast. Thank you. It's good to be here, Rachel. So happy to have you here. As you know, because we both deal in this in this realm, divorce is very stressful. And there's no doubt that children bear a lot of the stress in divorce, um, just from the change to their schedules and the separation of the family home, oftentimes into two homes. And so, of course, most parents want to make that as the least amount of stress that they can for their children. Um, how... Does cooperation in co-parenting help with the healing for the children and also for the grown-ups as well? Well, if you're divorcing as a parent, cooperation really is not an option. It's going to be a necessity, right? You're going to continue to be parents together. So even though the nature of your relationship is changing, the cooperation is going to be a critical part. So yeah, the question is how do you actually make that happen? How do you cooperate? Well, how do you cooperate successfully, right? Um, The first kind of broad thing to always have in mind when you're talking about child custody and co-parenting, as I'm sure you're well aware, is this phrase, the, the child's best interest, which is a legal phrase, but also also just a very basic concept of always putting your child first and above of any sort of bickering or any hurts that you hold from something your ex-spouse has done to you, always thinking, okay, put that aside, what's going to be best for the children moving forward? So that's kind of the guiding principle at all times. But then more practically speaking, how do you actually going up, go about cooperating with someone uh, who you've divorced from, uh, the biggest and most helpful tool here is the parenting plan, which is a legal document and um, is generally required. You you have to have a, a parenting plan if you're divorcing with children. Um, but more than that, it's going to be your, your guiding light uh, for the years to come. So you want to make sure you have a very thorough plan. Um, you've thought through all the different possibilities, things like your child's schooling and their health and the actual schedule you're going to have when the exchanges are taking place, where they're taking place. You want it to be thorough plan. You want it to be forward looking because of course, when your child is two, they're gonna have very different needs than when they're six or when they're 12. Uh, so trying to anticipate some of the the challenges that might come up in co-parenting is important in your plan. 
and um, also allowing some flexibility in there because real life is real life. Um, so, you know, you might exchange the child at 2 p.m. on Fridays unless otherwise agreed. Um, mm-hmm. But the parenting plan is going to be your your biggest tool in making this cooperation come to life. So when you're putting one together, um, I recommend having some sort of help, whether it's a tool like custody exchange which actually sets out, here's 140 different provisions that you can choose from and customize uh, so that you're making sure you're not overlooking something important and you have some guidance in putting it together. Or, of course, working with an attorney um, or another professional like a mediator. Just really setting yourself up for success with that parenting plan is what I would focus on as key. Yeah, and that's great advice. I think... The hardest thing for so many people when it comes to the children in creating one of these plans, whether you do it with the attorneys or not, or an organization like you, um, is like you said, I mean, a lot of times there's so much friction between the spouses and or this, this, the divorcing couple. And uh, a lot of could be anger, could be blame, could be, you know, whatever. Um, and those each of those individual parties needs to start doing their own healing and going down that road. And so a lot of times, you know, when there's children involved, it's very hard to keep yourself focused on that fact that aside from the children and their healing, you also have to heal. And so I think that having a really streamlined custody plan, um, a parenting plan where, you know, everything, like you said, all the bases are covered and where you could say, you know, two o'clock unless otherwise agreed. And then, or if, unless something comes up and then you have a contingency plan for that. So the more detailed you can make it, the easier it's going to be on you as a parent. And I think the less communication um, with the other spouse about the little nuances. Now, of course, if a child has a ballet recital or a soccer game and, you know, it's really important and great if both parents can attend these things and they don't need to sit together necessarily, but just be there for the children. But anyway, um, I guess my point in all this is that we need to um, realize that even though it's hard for us to, when divorcing, to sometimes talk to the other person, the other parent, we have to put those children first. And the more detailed we have things in writing, the easier it's going to be for us to kind of stick to this so that we can focus on healing ourselves. Right? Yeah. Having yeah. a plan makes things go smoothly, yeah. lets you look forward instead of looking back, I would yeah. say. Definitely, definitely. That's that's great. What should parents do if they need support creating a healthy co-parenting relationship? What are their kind of outlets that they can use to help? Yeah, and that's a big question because as you kind of hinted at, spouses are usually divorcing for a reason. They probably aren't getting along super great at this point. So a lot of times they do need help coming to agreements. So when you're at the beginning of this, when you're actually going through the divorce, um, mediation, of course, is is a very big tool, an important tool um, that probably most of your followers are familiar with. But a newer option um, is collaborative law, 
which I'm sure you're aware of, um, but for other people, it uh, is sort of mediation plus extra help. So each spouse has has an attorney, and then there might be some extra people in there who are neutral, like a parenting expert, and they can help the the parents come up with an agreement that's best mm-hmm. for the children. Um, of course, individually, each spouse could get a divorce coach um, mm-hmm. that would help them just kind of look at things a little bit differently, come up yeah. with ideas, you know, where might we be able to find some common ground? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later, usually after the divorce is final is when a, a parenting coordinator could come in um, and their whole role is to help parents work together. Uh, so they can do things like look at your parenting plan and help you interpret it. Um, like what exactly does this mean? What, what's allowed under this clause? Um, and just when there are joint decisions to be made, um, providing, you know, that, that discussion, keeping folks on track, um, providing some insight and, and helping you reach, reach a mutual decision. And then the other thing to keep in mind is if you don't want to actually work with a person, with a professional, uh, you could use software, an app. Um, so, for example, custody exchange can be helpful uh, in a variety of ways. One is there's this, um, the child info tool where you can upload information about your child, like their shoe size, their teacher's name, their friend's contact information, and so on. Uh, and then the parents are able to go in and check that rather than always text each other, call each other. Uh, mm-hmm. That can help make your relationship a little bit smoother. Having your schedule in the app um, makes it very nice. Everyone's on the same page. Any changes to the schedule go right into the app. Um, so parent co-parenting tools do a lot of different things, but they're all designed to support that relationship, make it go more smoothly with less friction. So that's another option as well. Yeah, those are all great, great ideas. Um, I definitely like the two ways to do it. I think the first part of that, you were talking about forming a team and really having a team there to support you, which for a lot of people, um, this divorce thing is um, there's no rules. There's no one who tells you, you know, this is what you should be doing. And so I think a lot of my clients that I coach, you know, it's so wonderful to have a team. Kind of along the same lines, what tips can parents employ to help their children in this initial transition from the one home to the two homes and um, to keep the keep the parenting plan running smoothly with the least amount of stress? Yeah, the the beginning stage when you're maybe going through the divorce or you've just decided to divorce or it's just been finalized, that can be the hardest part, of course, because everything's yeah. new and you're working out any kinks. So a few things come to mind. Um, first of all, don't introduce more change than is necessary. Of course, there's going to be change now. There's probably a different living situation. Um, you'll have to figure out what, what schedule you're using. Um, but that would not be the time to suddenly decide that you're now a vegetarian household and you have new hobbies and new friends and new parenting rules. Um, yeah. That is going to throw your child for a loop for sure. So I'm not saying you can never, never change, but yeah, yeah, yeah. beginning, try to go easy on your kids. Right. Um, try to help them transition gently. Yeah. 
Um, and, and with that also, um, coordinating with your co-parent as much as possible to have some consistency between the households. Um, so that might be carrying over parenting rules that you had before, um, or coming up with new ones, but trying to stay somewhat on the same page. For example, if bedtime is 8 p.m. in the one household, you probably don't want it to be 11 p.m. in the other one. Having some level of consistency will really help. Also, not exposing the kids to the divorce um, as much as possible. Of course, they should never be in the court. Um, You don't want them to overhear conversations with Mm -hmm. your attorney. And beyond that, just not talking much about it or about the other parent in a negative way in front of your child. You want to um, be as as positive as you can with your child and really continue to support their relationship with with your your ex-spouse. And then I would also say, um, make sure that right away you come up with some sort of schedule and then clear methods for if one parent needs to adjust the schedule. How are you going to contact each other? Is it going to be a text message? Is it going to be an email, phone call? Um, because this does come up often and that can be where a lot of friction arises. So clear rules. And then the last thing I would mention is spending time together as a family, which might mean both of the parents and the children together. That's definitely not possible in every situation. Sometimes it's actually healthier for the parents to not be spending time together, in which case it would mean just making sure you one-on-one are spending time with your children Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, the kids are going to be feeling the upheaval um, and they need to be reminded that, no, I still have my, uh, my family. I still have support. Uh, So making sure you're giving them a lot of attention and spending time with them. Yeah. And that's so important. I mean, having raised two kids, I know that children just um, thrive on, you know, consistency and schedules. But the most important thing for the children always is that they know that both parents still love them. And that is huge. And no matter what age the kids are, whether they're little or they're teens, they have to know that the divorce is not their fault. And that mom still loves them and dad still loves them or mom and mom or dad and dad, whatever it is. And that is huge. So if, if parents can take anything away from, from this entire podcast, I mean, the most important thing when you're talking about the interests of the child is to put the interests of the child first. And that means as an adult that you have to act like an adult and take responsibility for your actions and be careful of how you say and do things so that they are, I mean, it doesn't mean walk on eggshells, but definitely there are two parents most, most of the time, you know, here in a divorce, there's two parents and um, they need to both agree to cooperate with um, keeping this as as stress-free as possible. So that's my two cents. (laughs) Um, Okay, yeah. So when there is difficulty or hostility um, in communication, within the communication between the parents, what are some tools that they can use to help them? Okay, and that's a great question because a lot of times there is going to be some hostility because you've just been through a divorce. Um, so 
Custody Exchange has messaging um, in the app. If both parents are our users, then they can link their accounts and message each other. Mm-hmm. And that's nice because it keeps all your parenting conversations in one place. So it's not getting mixed in with maybe conversations about work or other things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also nice because it makes it really easy to print that out if you ever need to have a record of what was said. Um and then the the huge thing is there's a hostility monitor, which means um, if I'm a parent and I'm typing out a message and I write something that's hostile, I'll see a pop up that says essentially, "Are you sure you want to say that? <laughs> Do you want to reword that?" And I have the option to say, "No, that's exactly what I wanted to say. Um, I'll I'll ignore that suggestion." Um, but a lot of times, parents are going to be able to take a step back and go, "Okay." Maybe I can bring this down a notch. Maybe I could say this a little more politely, which is very helpful. And then if they actually continue to send a hostile message, uh, when you print out any report that includes that message, the hostile language will be called out in bold. Mm -hmm. So um, that's easy if you are going to go back to court to show a judge what's going on. Um, And then it has the added benefit of, well, both parents know that that's happening. So they're likely to to watch how they're talking to each other. So that's helpful. There's a couple other tools also that come to mind. Um, One is called Talking Parents. And it's good if you're doing more voice and and video calls um, because it'll record all your calls and automatically transcribe them as well. So again, if you need a record of what was said, there's none of that. He should, he said, she said, it's right there. Um, No questions asked. Um, And also when you call each other, you don't have to share your phone number. Um, So that can Mm -hmm. be good for um, domestic violence cases. Yeah. Yeah. The last one I will mention is called Civil Communicator. And it's kind of that next level for parents who really need support talking to each other because there's actually a moderator involved. So when you type a message and you hit send, it doesn't go straight to your co-parent. It goes first to that moderator who either says, great, green light, go ahead um, and sends it on. Or we'll make some adjustments. Maybe this doesn't need to be quite so aggressive. This word is not necessary. That's that's really raising the tension. Um, or they can completely reject the message, send it back to the first parent and say, you need to try again. Um, so you can see how that is the next level of support. If you are really having a hard time uh, communicating, then, then Civil Communicator actually brings a third party in to help you. Wow. I mean, there's just definitely some great options there. And I think um, the takeaway from that, too, also is sometimes, you know, when we're going through divorce and there is all this friction and stress, um, especially around something like this, because you love your children and your spouse loves your children or your the other parent loves the children. Um, so the takeaway is that we have to learn to not react and to instead respond. So if you got a message by the parent saying, I can't pick them up today right? And you're in the meeting and you're like, oh my gosh, instead of just reacting, I like that there's there are ways and different levels of such to help this person in the communication um, to just kind of keep it on track and keep them, you know, working together as a team, even though um, there might be some 
you know, conflict created. So that's a great, those are great, those are great tools. Yeah. Yeah. And beyond the tools, as you're saying, just taking a moment before you Mm -hmm. respond, thinking things through and always thinking about your child and what's going to be most helpful for them. Yeah. That's terrific. Okay. So um, my last question is, what if the parenting plan or arrangement isn't working? What, what can the parents do to kind of get it back on track or what are their options? Sure. So what's critical here is always checking in with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's You can even write in your parenting plan that, that we agree to sit down or, or just have a phone call um, to talk about how things are going every six months, every year. You might do it a little uh, more frequently at the beginning. And once you hit your stride, maybe mm-hmm. at the beginning of each year, at the beginning of each school year, something like that could work well. Um, and then in that conversation, you talk about, you know, how, how are the kids seem to you? Are they doing well? What could we do to adjust? How's the, our parenting situation been working for you? There's likely to be a lot of things that are, that are going great and a few things that need a little tweaking sometimes. Um, that's normal. So anticipate that and be, be flexible. Um, know that your plan is going to need some give and take here throughout the years. When it comes time to make those changes, if they're little, little tweaks um you know we're we're gonna move in exchange back by a half hour um or um i don't know something related to um the children's friends and which friend they're allowed to hang out with and spend time with uh that that can just be agreed by you informally. Um, if you're going to make a big change, you'll probably need to actually go back to the court and have them approve that um, just so that they're in the loop. Uh, um, so when you go back to court, you always want to go in with an agreement. You you ideally never want to be going back headed for a fight, headed for a trial. Um, so if there's something that's not working in your parenting arrangement, try to to find an agreement um and again you might you might return to some of those tools that we talked about you might go to a mediator or a parenting coordinator or something like that to help you yeah yeah that all of this is is wonderful information and it's so nice to know that there are um options out there for parents uh in in what can be a very stressful time and what can go on for a long time if you have young children. And this is something, like you said, it's kind of future focus. So I really love that you offer these options. And um, thank you so much for for joining me and being on the show. And um, all your contact information will be below. So if anyone wants to check out Custody Exchange, they can do so. And uh, thank you so much for being here today. Wonderful. Well, thank you for having me. And and I hope that we've been helpful for folks. Definitely.